The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Now, you may have seen uh, J-Lo and Ben Affleck. Obviously, at the Grammys, uh, sad uh, Ben Affleck was making an appearance. But J-Lo and Ben Affleck have been... I suppose milking is the the charitable way to put it. Milking their uh, relationship status by doing ads for Dunkin' Donuts like this. Why travel when you're already there? That's our slogan. You can have whatever you want for free. Oh, I know you, Ben Affleck, brother. I'm struggling. I'm a spill. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't make it function. Malfunction. Not as easy as it looks operating this apparatus a bit. Medium hot black. Uh, We're out of uh, coffee. Oh, you're out of coffee? Yeah, we get no coffee and no donuts. What do you got? Ah, water. You're me. What are you doing here? Ask me if I'm Is this friends. what you do when you say you want to work all day? I, I gotta go, guys. Grab me a glaze. That is Ben Affleck pretending to work at Dunkin' Donuts. John Fardy, uh, him off screen time here on this parish and also producer of uh, Down to Business, is with us to look at the great celebrity endorsements. John, explain one thing to me. If you're Ben Affleck yes. and you're Jennifer Lopez, yes. surely you're rich enough not to have to sully yourself with Dunkin' Donuts. One would have thought so. In his defence, and there's some pretty weird ones on our list here, he has been papped many times eating Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, you know, he's Good been coffee. doing all sorts of... Yes, by all accounts, I, I can't really remember to be honest it's so long they've been here but he decided if he was going to get a hat full of cash for doing something why not Dunkin Donuts because he actually eats them and also in fairness to him and I'm no apologist for Ben Affleck but the ad's quite funny it was played during the Super Bowl I watched the entire three minutes of it and laughed several times and J-Lo showing up going is this what you do when you say you work I thought it was pretty funny so it's it wasn't that bad I mean it's scurrilous in one sense he's flogging donuts but if he's going to flog something there's a certain logic that it be donuts but what of the nature of the fact that it's their relationship if it was just him you go okay it's, it's yeah. like George Clooney shilling for Nescafe but yeah. the the fact of you're only just back together and now you're cashing in already. No. Yeah, well, she only shows up briefly in it. She's one of many customers. It was three minutes long. It was a Super Bowl ad. God knows how much they paid him. The figure is undisclosed, but I would imagine it was a ton of it. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but you know, they're in the business, man, you know. It is as nothing uh, in terms of relationship exploitation compared to Donald Trump and Ivanka. Oh yes, oh yes. This is this is Ivana, I should say. Yes. Ivanka being the daughter. My yes, apologies. exactly. Yeah, and let's not get into that. No. And <laughs> this is bizarre. This was '94. An ad for Pizza Hut, which has a very unusual relationship with a couple of global world leaders, that would subsequently be seen. This is a clip of him with Ivanka talking about crusted pizza. Do you really think this is the right thing for us to be doing, Ivana? What do your people think? Let them talk. Donna. Ivana, 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 Ivana. It's wrong, isn't it? But it feels so right. Then it's a deal? Yes, we eat our pizza the wrong way. Crust first. Introducing stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut. With a ring of cheese baked into a totally new, thinner crust, you'll want to eat it the wrong way. Crust first. May I have the last slice? Actually, you're only entitled to half. Large, just $9.99. Now, as I recall it, that was when they had just gone through an acrimonious divorce. Yes, and the key line there was, you're only entitled to half. She didn't want that in it, but he he overruled her by all accounts. I mean, the world probably should have known back then in 1994. Here he was with his divorced wife flogging pizza and saying you only get half. It's pretty grim stuff. But... Pizza Hut, you know, they have form because there is a bizarre 
add with Mikhail Gorbachev. Yes, that's right. The father of Glasnost, the bringer of democracy to the USSR and also Pizza Hut flogger, it would appear. And there's an ad of him in a Pizza Hut in Red Square. It's full of Russian tropes. And this family are discussing his legacy as he's eating pizza at a table. It's it's very grim. It was very wrong. Sometimes nothing brings people together like a nice hot pizza from Pizza Hut. So this is all chanting while he's sitting there eating his pizza. Exactly. And then he walks around Red Square at the end with his wife. And it was an attempt to bring Pizza Hut to to the then USSR, or or was it Russia at that stage? I'm not sure. But yeah, grim. See, I wonder, is human dignity one of those things that in theory you think is sacrosanct until somebody opens the briefcase of cash and then then your standards change? (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a lot in that. But that brings us, interestingly, to kind of the Cola Wars, as we call them. In the mid-80s and and the late 80s, you know, there was basically a succession of rock stars saying, drink our sugary drink and rot your teeth, and they were getting millions. It started famously with Michael Jackson and his brothers. They were given, at the time, five million for four ads, and it was them on stage, and just basically flogging Pepsi. And they changed the lyrics to Billie Jean, and it's to the tune and instead of Billie Jean he's singing about Pepsi right and then it it reached its zenith in 89 Madonna was doing Pepsi George Michael did Coca-Cola they were all coming out but interestingly various people said no I mean Billy Joel who I'm a big fan of I've told you many times was offered hatfuls of cash at a time when his brother-in-law manager had ripped him off to the tune of 90 million he could have done with the money and just said I can't do this Bruce Springsteen similarly said no you too in fairness to them were offered serious money for where the streets have no name to uh, for well, Chevrolet, well, which they were going to give to charity. Well. And Bono said, "Let me finish." Point of order, Mister Chairman. <laughs> and Bono said, "That's the song where God shows up when we're on stage, so we can't sell that one." Which I thought was pretty decent of them. Well, of they, the band. They, what they, were you going to say? Well, I was I was going to point out that in the big scheme of corporate promotion, you two's hands are not exactly clean. No, no, you 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 like could, Bono you, was the iPad music. Icon. I don't mean in the sense of icon as in famous person. I mean literally the emoji at the bottom of the screen. His little head was it. And there was also the launching of their album with the new Apple device. That I and all still that. haven't figured how to get off my phone. <laughs> I keep you know when it hits you out of the blue you know you think what is the oh god yeah. it's out of you two album no I I get what you're saying but I think they deserve some kudos for not selling uh, where the streets have no name I saw an interview with McCartney recently talking yeah. about the Beatles absolutely refusing to do that and how disappointed they were when all of their catalogue got sold to discover it being used for sponsorship and who bought it the one and only Michael Jackson yeah so uh, it's a murky business have you seen on the subject of the Pepsi promotions have you seen where's my jet. Oh, I have. Yeah, the Netflix documentary. It's brilliant. Can we talk about Paul Meskell briefly? Of course we can. Uh, Guest on screen time in two weeks, I think is how you wanted to introduce him. That was correct. Failing that, he did begin. Remind me of the time that would be. He did begin. Oh, we'll figure it out in due course. It'll probably be all day. He did uh, start, the first time we saw him was selling Denny sausages, you may remember. And the poor fella, God bless him, has no, you know, he said I needed a gig and I did it and I was happy to do it. Apparently he ate like 18 sausages that day. He's sitting at the table and he's wants to travel and he ends up in Ballyhonest. It's actually not a bad ad as as auspicious starts begin, you know. I heard this morning that Henry Denny invented the rasher and his sons travelled the world to teach people how to cure bacon. I always wanted to do a bit of travel myself. That's it. I'm going to travel. Dad, grab that globe. 
Spin it. Pick a place. Bally. Harness. Bally harness. <laughs> Seize the Denny. While we're on the topic, yes. uh, not only did Paul Mescal begin in, in a... Not that an ad for Denny is inauspicious. No, Fair play to the lad. Yeah. Michael Fassbender the same. Oh, that's right. The Guinness ad. Didn't yeah. he swim the Atlantic in yeah, the Guinness Yeah, that's ad? a great ad. That's it one of the greatest ad. ads ever made. No, no shame in that whatsoever, you know. Now, whatever about Michael Fassbender and Paul Mescal, these are people who are actors, they're jobbing actors, yes. a lot of jobbing actors did actors. I think, I think Courtney Cox was in ads, Matt mm. LeBlanc was in ads, yeah. a lot of them do this. Johnny Rotten. <laughs> now explain, I never quite understood. Johnny Rotten is meant to be a total rebel. He's meant yeah. to say, I, uh, none of this corporate stuff has any effect on me. I'm above it. I'm too cool. Never mind, etc. He didn't for butter. He did. He did for country life butter. He's defended it. He said it's a British company. You know, I, I was paid money. Why not? It's go- it's going to help this British company. out. I think when you get to the stage of his life where you're Johnny Rotten and you've spent your life being told you invented punk and started a revolution, you get away by going... I can do what I want if I want to flog butter. And he gets much less criticism for it. And his defence is quite funny. He's given all sorts of on different late night talk shows about why he did it and all. I think he gets away with it by just saying they gave me lots of money and I promoted butter, you know. I know it's incongruous. To me, what's slightly more incongruous is Bob Dylan in the Victoria's Secret ads, letting a song Lovesick being used and sitting there very awkwardly in the ad from a couple of years ago. But he did say 40 years prior to that, if I ever sold out, it would be for ladies under underwear and Did this he? was the f- yes that's what he said so there was a very Dylan-esque irony to him showing up in the Victoria's Secrets ad you're looking really shocked I'm just I, I'm trying to imagine you told con- me never to mention lingerie <laughs> on air again I'm sorry yes I'm trying to imagine a late 70s early 80s post-electric Dylan announcing that at some point in the future he would sell out for ladies underwear and trying to figure yeah. out the context in which that uh, would he, appear well he said all sorts of, he said recently in the New York Times that he loves watching Coronation Street I, I think Bob Dylan is, is creating and has been all his life the narrative of Bob Dylan which is very different to who Bob Dylan actually well, is well I don't you know, know. I, I remember now you know one of those where you, you you start this sentence and think, God, I hope I haven't invented this memory. But I think I remember reading in, not Peter Gabriel, Gabriel Burns' book. Yes. A story of being at a party in possibly, in somebody's house in Kildare, maybe it was a, a, a Rolling Stone, and going yeah. into the kitchen to find Bob Dylan washing the dishes. That That's quite possible, yeah. I, I heard a story about Bob Dylan not being allowed into a nightclub because... They, they didn't know who he was and they kind of thought he was like a wino impersonator of himself, you know. So th- those stories of Bob Dylan showing up are legendary. The ultimate sellout, though, yes. has to be the greatest director of all time, the man responsible for Rosebud and Citizen yes. Kane, who decided that he would go out, this being, of course, Orson Welles, that he would go out and flog whiskey. Oh, I tell a lie. Sorry, I thought we had Orson Welles. He, he, we don't have a clip of him. He, he decided he was going to do whiskey sales. Yeah, and he had no, you know bad feeling about that he did ads for radio in his early career and just thought it was part and parcel of making a living and it's not a bad ad because Orson Welles had that gorgeous sonorous voice him saying anything I thought was a delight you can see it online it's actually quite a decent ad and I think maybe the inspiration for the character in Lost in Translation where Bill Murray is in Japan doing a whiskey commercial for two million dollars we do have it hello I'm Orson Welles I direct films and act in them. What we're always trying for, of course, is perfection. In a film, that's only a hope. But with G and G, you can rely on it. Perfection. G and G. 
Nika Whiskey. I suppose if you're going to do it, commit. Yeah, and he certainly commit for relaxing times. Make it G&G. You mentioned something about Bob, uh, about Paul Meskell being on um, screen time. When, yes. When's that going to be again? Uh, two weeks time, as far as I know, yeah. John Fardy, thank you as always. Thank you. Uh, the Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.